son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Thanks for carpooling with me this morning on air, online, on your phone, wherever you are listening, SENQ. Thanks for making the switch on. New home of sport here in Queensland. Speaking of sport, what sports were your kids, your grandkids, exposed to at school, primary school, when they're at their most impressionable? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. And I am talking through school, not, not clubland. What sports were they exposed to via their primary school? I bet it's AFL, right? Tell me I'm wrong. And if it wasn't AFL, I reckon it soon will be because yesterday the AFL declared war on NRL Heartland. They've announced their invasion plan. It's bold, it's uncompromising, it's unapologetic, and they're backed by a billion-dollar war chest. Is rugby league worried? Well, the QRL CEO, Ben Eichen, he spoke to Patton Heels earlier this morning. Um, look, we're headed to court, and that was over uh, last year's uh, budget approval process, and it hasn't got much better this year. And the scary thing for us is, while we're seemingly not being able to talk sense into our national governing body about what needs to happen you know, at the grassroots level, the other sports are mobilising at a rate of knots, the AFL in particular, um, is pronouncing from Melbourne that they're going to be the number one game in Queensland in 10 years. And the only way they're going to be able to do it is with a, an aligned approach with the people who work in Queensland and a whole lot of cash. Mm. And, um, you know, if we're not careful, uh, if we don't kind of take advantage of the popularity of our sport, then they will catch us, respect what we've created in Queensland and invest in it. Because yeah. at the moment, you know, what we're asking for is $10 million in total to spread across those 15 clubs. Mm. $10 million in total, right? They each run six teams. That's all. Whereas you go into an NRL club, $17 million each, plus another couple of million if you run an NRLW side. We're asking for $10 million for 15 clubs. Mm. I just yeah. don't understand the logic behind rejecting that. Yeah, Ben Eichen, the QRL CEO, they're squabbling over, actually, they're suing the ARL Commission over $10 million. 
dollars. One million dollars. No, no, no. Ten million dollars, Dr. Evil. Look, after ten, you'll hear from Ben Eichen's AFL counterpart, Trish Squires is her name, the CEO of AFL Queensland. Uh, she's about to dip into a pool of one billion dollars to fund. One million dollars. No, no, one billion dollars to fund their development. That's a billion dollars guaranteed over the next 10 years. So back to my question. What sports have your kids been exposed to at school? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. I'll get into my experiences, my thoughts on it just in a moment. But I'll say coming up over the next three hours, does size matter? It's something I'll be putting to Corey Parker in about half an hour's time. Size matters when it comes to a footy field, right? Because in Vegas, they're going to be, oh, they'll be experiencing some considerable shrinkage when it comes to the width of the field. How much is that going to alter gameplay and what we see as far as the spectacles in Vegas? And we'll get Corey's thoughts on, well, if you've missed the Courier Mail article today, he thinks all Queensland teams, all four Queensland teams could make the finals, the top eight. Imagine half the top eight being brought in or made up of by Queensland teams. Broncos, well, they are not guaranteed a grand final spot or at least a final spot. But, geez, they've got everything in place, haven't they? Their system, they know it. They've been there and done it before. Uh, The Dolphins, well, they've had an extra year to be together. They've also recruited pretty bloody well. And we saw what they did for the first half of the competition. They, They just ran out of gas and depth. But they've increased that. So it was a fair chance. The Titans... Well, they can score points. Can they defend them? That's been their Achilles heel, but now they've got Desi and his dojo on the coast. For me, the wild card is the Cowboys. Two years ago, they won win away from a grand final. Last year, they fell off a cliff. Not much changed in Cowboys country as far as recruiting-wise or personnel-wise. So it's between the years. Queensland teams. If you were to say there was going to be one, two, or maybe three to miss out on the finals, who would it be? Who are the ones you're worried about of making up a spot in the top eight? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, Liam Wright, former Red Skipper, coming up uh, after 10.30 today as well. They kick off their season. That's right. Footy's back in a big way. Not only it's NRL trials, uh, AFL simulation matches, but Super Rugby kicks off at Suncorp this Saturday. And it's the old foe, the old firm, the Reds and the Waratahs. Les Kiss in charge at Ballymore. What difference has he made? And they've got a few international recruits as well. Blokes from America, from Ireland coming in. How have they adapted? But how is the team looking under Les Kiss? So much success internationally. Uh, The former rugby league, great. But what about transforming that at the Reds. Uh, Liam Wright coming up after 10.30 today. Then at 11, of course, dinner or drinks on us at the Waterloo Bay Hotel. If you have superior sports knowledge, Queensland's biggest sports quiz is coming up. You know how it works. Last man standing, you get the prize. And, of course, our top five for today. Here we go. Sam, I, I said you've never, ever, ever allowed to play Taylor Swift again. We're never, ever, ever getting back together. But I think today you can because... We do know that Taylor Swift is in Sydney right now. Is Travis joining her? Is he there already? But she doesn't play her concerts in Sydney until the weekend. So she's got some time to kill. Surely she's not just hanging around Sydney, right? If you're an international superstar with, well, money is not an issue, 
where would you go in Australia? Surely you come to Queensland, right? We already know that there's Hollywood. Is she from Hollywood? Kardashian, Courtney, Chloe, which one is it? Anyway, with her boyfriend, Travis from uh, Blink182, they're here in Brisbane already. They're seeing the sight. So our top five today, Taylor Swift comes to Queensland. Where does she go? What would you point out? What would be the best attractions for her and Travis to go to? They've got four days to kill. They're on the east coast of Australia. Surely Queensland's on the itinerary. Where would you send them? Any international tourists, where do you send them? This one's Taylor. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. We'll have a bit of fun today with that, our top five. But before we do that, let's do this. And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. I love that. Set. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say, he didn't have any Taylor Swift ready because he listens. He doesn't get Taylor Swift back on the show. But, yes, all along the watchtower, exactly right. There is war between the AFL and NRL, intentional or otherwise. Yesterday, the AFL announced their plans, their strategy to get a football, a sharing into every home in Australia. And for me, it comes down to the beachfront, the battlehead that is primary school. My question to you today, what sports were your kids exposed to at school when they're at their most impressionable? Primary school, not not, not high school, their sport, of choice is normally already pre-decided and predetermined by that stage where they go to a particular school because of the sport they play. But 13 13 55 0467 736 736. At primary school, what sports were your kids exposed to? Who 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 came to their school? Was it Auskick? Fair bet it was. Was it soccer? Did someone from the raw come to your kid's school? In fact, actually, someone from the raw did come to our kid's school. They did the clinic. It was a couple of weeks, sorry, a couple of days over a couple of weeks. And it wasn't that flash. I've got to tell you, we actually had a friend who worked at the Roar and we phoned them and said, look, sign the kids up. It wasn't the greatest experience. In fact, they said, don't want to ever do that again. But anyway, that was, what, 10 years ago, maybe plus. Uh, basketball, did, did they come out to schools? Rugby league. Is there a rugby league presence at your kid's school? Uh, uh, junior development officers coming along? Is there a clinic that they do? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Because for me, it is pivotal for the hearts and minds of sport of the next generation. And let's face it, as parents, what our kids want to do, want to see, want to watch, want to play, we follow, don't we? I mean, we, we encourage them. To, to follow something that they like. We can push them into something, but that normally doesn't work out right, does it? But I'm betting that every single parent, grandparent listening right now has that bag, that water bottle, and the little Sharon from Auskick. All right? Tell me I'm wrong. 13, 13, 55, We did. We've got three of them in our family. And we're a rugby league family. Yet not a single one of my kids plays rugby league or has ever played rugby league. And now, are they asking for us to go to the Broncos or for State of Origin or for the Dolphins? Sadly, no, they're not. Why? Well, a big reason is they weren't exposed to it. At a Queensland state primary school, Queensland, the home of King Wally, the Broncos, and the birthplace of State of Origin, not a single rugby league player or development officer or junior coordinator came to their school, but AFL did, and they played Auskick, 
and they've got free tickets to the Lions games. And, of course, parents have to go if the kids have got the free tickets. And probably the biggest thing out of it all is so did all their friends. Hell, we actually, we actually keep in touch with the coach that our kids had at Auskick. Mackenzie's now 17, so she was seven when she did Auskick, and we still keep in touch. A big shout-out to Lockie Harris. He's, well, he's down in Victoria now. He's actually, he's actually part of St Kilda's coaching system. We think it amazing. Uh, well, we, we do. We actually think that the impact that Auskick has had on our household, a non-AFL household, a rugby league household, has been phenomenal. Anyway, I was getting sidetracked. Look, if Rugby League Heartland wasn't already being invaded, then yesterday, as I said, war was declared. In the next decade, AFL has targeted one million participants nationwide, and they're armed with a billion-dollar war chest to do this. And their laser sights, well, they're trained on us right here in Queensland. Two years ago, the AFL Commission made it law, their law, that they invest 10% of the game's total revenue towards game development. And that equates to nearly a billion dollars over 10 years. So what are we talking? A hundred million dollars a year? What's happening over at Rugby League? Well, as we heard from Ben Iken, their state bodies are suing the parents. The kids, Queensland and New South Wales, are suing mum and dad for money that is actually rightfully theirs. So that's the state of play in Rugby League. Not all of that money is coming north of the Tweed, but strategic targets are New South Wales and Queensland, the non-traditional footy states. And even if it's a, a third of that $100 million per year being invested in game and game development, $30 million split between Queensland and New South Wales. That's a big investment. It dwarfs the NRL's investment. And this is just game development and participation growth. A little different to what Ben Eichen was talking about before, about $10 million just to run the statewide competitions. This is investment into the game, growing the game. We'll get to calls in a moment because there's plenty of you wanting to have your say on this. I guess when you, you look at war, you look at, you look at one of the great masters of warfare and strategy, Sun Tzu. I know, look, there you go, you're laughing. But he had it right. His manifesto, The Art of War, if you know your enemy and know yourself... You need not fear the result of a hundred battles, but if you know yourself and not the enemy, for every victory gained, you'll also suffer defeat. You need to know what the enemy's doing. The AFL aren't hiding it. Right there, they are invading Rugby League heartland. I think Rugby League knows itself. It's fighting with itself at the moment, but I think they do. But what does the enemy do with that $100 million? Where's it coming? Well, it's simple. They've spelt it out. There's four ways they're going to invest in this. There's the geography, and they're going to focus on Queensland and New South Wales, the, uh, the non-traditional heartlands. The products, well, there's going to be more options to play, different styles of footy, not, not, not training twice a week and playing on Saturdays or Sundays. They're talking nines. They're talking super kick. They're making it more social. Participation, yeah, they, they want as many girls as boys playing. They want culturally diverse participants. And here's the big thing. I've underlined this. They want to focus on juniors age 6 to 10, and they'll have a school strategy. That's in place. That's winning already. Last week, I asked you about when did you fall in love with sport? And we heard the sweet spot was around 8 or 9. And right there, that's primary school. AFL is in. 
What's rugby league doing? What are other sports doing? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Here's the other big thing as part of their strategy, AFL. Four of them, and I've mentioned it. Geography, products, participation. Here's the fourth one. Facilities in the environment. And this is the kicker for me, and I didn't realise this. They're going to increase their commitment, which they've been doing over the last seven years, of building or developing an oval around the country, one a week, every week. So think about that for a second. There's an AFL oval every week in this country. In fact, the numbers that they've are almost quieting is oh, quieting, almost two ovals per week that they either develop, build, or upgrade. Every week, almost two ovals around the country. And yeah, you know they're focusing here on Queensland. They're being upgraded and being turned into AFL facilities. How much money is being invested into rugby? Oh, that's right. They're suing the ARL Commission just to get the money they need to operate. Don't worry about growth. They just want the money that's rightfully theirs in rugby league. But AFL, that's huge. So what happens here in Queensland? What's in the pipeline? Where are the targets? After 10 o'clock, the AFL CEO, she'll step you through it, exactly what's happening. Hubris. Hubris. Fatal pride. It's the downfall of so many. And I just feel like rugby league may be in a state of hubris. To me, the greatest game of all, they might actually starting to believe its own hype. They need to invest. They need to invest in Heartland. And they need to invest into this invasion to stop it. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Enough from me. Quick break. Back from your thoughts. What are your kids exposed to at school? Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Oh, yeah, it is war between the NRL and AFL. Uh, Whether intentional or not, the AFL has outlaid its invasion plan and the billion-dollar war chest they have to back it. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. I believe that the beachfront, the front line, whatever you want to call it, the beachfront, the beachhead, where this war will be won and lost is in the primary schools. So what are your kids exposed to at school? Greg, very good morning to you. Hey, mate, how you going? Very well. Thanks for holding on. What's your experience? Okay, so five years ago, uh, AFL came to my kids' school. And then last year, Charlie Cameron came out. So at our local club, we were nearly dead. Uh, and in the last five years, we now have under 15, 13, 11 boys, under 15 girls, under 13 girls, and junior girls. It has just gone leaps and bounds. It's amazing. Do you know how many transitioned from Oz Kick into playing club? Is that where they got the taste for it? Yeah, at the school. So where the program started at the school, mm. um, there was hardly anyone. Now there's like, it comes to the school, but they've got to go to the AFL grounds because there's too many kids from the school doing the Oz Kick program through the school. Wow. Wow. There you go. And what side, of, ta- and what side of town are you on, Greg, can I ask? Yeah, we're at Stuff Point, so we only have a total of 438 kids at the school, but there's a quarter of them 
playing AFL due to that's who come to our school. No one else, just AFL. Good on you, mate. Appreciate your call. 13 13 736 Is your experience similar to Greg's? Uh, or is it depend on the region or where you live? Is NRL and does the NRL have presence in schools? Uh, Michael has texted, Morning, Ben. Yeah, rugby league does go to schools for clinics and gala days and afternoon sports. I think you'll find there's also budgets schools have as well for sports. They do a program at schools where you pay for the clinic for about eight weeks, which sounds a bit like Auskick, uh, and for after-school activities. And then they get a bag, a ball, a poster. Michael, thank you. Uh, again, maybe it's the regions, maybe it's the, the schools. Uh, actually, I, I don't know. These are the questions you can help me answer. Uh, does your school, primary school, and your kids, have they experienced rugby league there? Actually, what sports have they experienced? Is basketball a thing? Did, did the Bullets come and do clinics? Uh, what about rugby? Uh, tennis? I know there's the Hot Shots program, but that's kind of like coaching and stuff like that, is it? Maybe not. 13 13 55 736 For me, schools and the kids, that is key. Uh, Muzz, very good morning to you. How are you, mate? I'm very well. What's your experience? Mate, I'm um, uh, retired eight years, but I was a phys ed teacher for 35 years in the Ipswich district mm-hmm. and coordinated uh, inter-school sport on a Friday afternoon. Okay. Uh, we used to uh, run a lot of uh, gala days and we'd put out an invitation to uh, the Brisbane Roar, uh, Brisbane Lions, Broncos and all of those uh, affiliated teams. Um we would get from the rugby league, we'd get uh, probably a fourth stringer who played a bit of Q Cup that none of the kids really knew. Uh, from the Brisbane Roar, they said they'd come along and sell merchandise. And the AFL said, uh, yes, we'll bring along Michael Voss. Uh, if uh-huh. your school wants to play AFL, we'll provide posts for your field. We'll provide jerseys for your teams. We'll provide footballs for your teams and we'll provide a coach and we'll provide a coordinator who will coordinate the Friday afternoon sport. So AFL just took off, as you can understand, not only their old kick program, but their inter-school program on a Friday afternoon as well. Murray, that's that's extraordinary. Or yet, is it extraordinary? Maybe that's the point to it. And really appreciate that. Thank you. So a PE teacher in the Ipswich district for 35 years... And that was his experience. Michael Voss, it doesn't get any bigger than that, does it? Like that's box office right there. And I bet you every single kid who has ever remembered that. And you do. You, you do remember when athletes, sports stars, do come to your school or to your area, to your town. That's why the State of Origin team goes out and does that into regional Queensland. It's huge. And it's why the Queensland Reds do the same. Reds to regions. They, they know they're representing more than just a, a city. They're representing a state. But that's a representative team. What about the day-to-day stuff? Right there from Murray, we got an absolute snapshot. Murray's a clubhouse leader as it is today as far as the calls coming through. AFL is winning the hearts and minds at a really basic level, school level. And to me, it's a no-brainer. They've got to have the money there to do it. Maybe because they are a national code. It's, It's hard for, you know, a kid who grew up in Brisbane and Queensland and 
loves rugby league and the Maroons to actually acknowledge that. But, I mean, AFL is a national game. It's played in more than New South Wales and Queensland and a 100-mile radius in the north of England. Yeah, I know there's Auckland and PNG and a bit of Melbourne. But, you know, yeah, you know. 13, 13, uh, Before we get to the news with Vanessa, does size matter when it comes to Vegas and what the teams will be experiencing at Allegiant Stadium? The field will be narrower. Yeah, six metres narrower. And they've been preparing for this, or at least the Bunnies have. Jason Demetrio yesterday before flying out to the States. Yeah, we spent a week training on it um, just to get a feel for it, to get some understanding. And our initial thoughts were that the players didn't really feel it. But when I went went back and watched training, it's pretty obvious that the dimensions do make a difference. Um, It's definitely going to be more defence orientated. Uh, The weather, I think, will play a part as well, the cooler conditions. So um, I'm I'm excited that we get the best part of two weeks of prepping that. Um, And we've had a week before that, before we get there as well. All right, there we go. South's the first team to fly out. They've gone via Fiji, so they are on their way to the States yet. Haven't touched down, to my knowledge at this point, but they're not too far away. The grass at Allegiant Stadium, it's narrower. So a more defensive-orientated game. If you're in attack, what do you do to combat that? Corey Parker, not too far away. All right now, though, let's get a news hit with Vanessa. To be fair, I think over here it's always the, the harsh reality that we're neighbours and um, in, in sport we like to beat each other. Well, there we go. David Warner talking about his Kiwi experience, which starts tomorrow, T20s. That's right. It's the, well, it's the warm-up into the World Cup. David, he hasn't played much in New Zealand, which is strange, um, especially that trans-Tasman rivalry. But um, it's been the best part of six years since David Warner has played New Zealand. Well, why don't we play against New Zealand ball? Actually, here's, here's something that he raised at that media conference. He, he, he said that he has always long held the belief that there should be a Kiwi team in Big Bash. Would that work? What do you reckon? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Kiwis in Big Bash. Just gives you another team to hate, doesn't it? Yeah, Me think it amazing. I went there. Good on your block. Beautiful stuff. 9.35. Corey Parker, not too far away. Uh, Max, thank you for your text. For me, when I was a kid, rugby league players always came out and visited our primary school. But that doesn't happen anymore. It's all AFL. And then some other sports like basketball. Not much rugby league at all. There we go. I'm getting a familiar pattern here. Familiar cases. Hearts and minds of kids, the next generation. And if the kids are in it, the grandparents and parents are in it too, right? AFL. They're right there at the coalface, the beachhead, the battlefront, whatever it might be. They're winning that battle. They're winning that war. And now they're about to back it up with a billion dollars. Um, Trish Squires, the AFL CEO, after 10 o'clock. Quick break. And then we're back with Corey Parker, who you will be hearing more regularly here on SEN as of Monday. An hour of power with Cosa. We'll be kicking things off here on SENQ with him every Monday morning, 9am. But we'll get a taste of what's to come next. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ.
Ah, uh, yeah, Rugby League into Vegas. Corey Parker standing by. have just got word through that Katarina Carroll, the police commissioner, will be holding a media conference in about an hour's time. Um, the inference is, speculation is, that she will be standing down. Now, that affects every single one of us. We know that uh, crime in this state is at a level that many of us are looking over our shoulder. Uh, and the police commissioner, uh, very, well, she's... In, Part of a well, she's in charge of a service, not a force, a service uh, that is struggling, uh, is under pressure, and we'll hear what the commissioner has to say uh, a little later on today as well. Bring you that news because it does affect every single one of us. All right, let's switch our attention back to sport here on SENQ. Does size matter? Well, in Vegas, Las Vegas, that is our NRL teams will be putting up with some. Some considerable shrinkage, and I'm not talking because of the cold either. The fields at Allegiant Stadium will be six metres narrower than normal. D- does that matter? What type of game will we see? Jason Demetrio said more defence. That's what Souths are expecting. Look, let's bring in Corey Parker, who you'll be hearing every Monday going forward with me here on SCNQ. Does size matter, Cosa? Good morning. Yeah, morning, Benny. Absolutely, it does. Um, in all, in all ways. Um, I think um, you know when when you peel the layers back on what you just sort of mentioned there, three meters either side. Now, when when your defensive line is set, you are at around a spacing of about three to four meters between player to player. So essentially, that's a player. So um, normally, without boring the listeners, normally a winger will sort of stand two to three meters back off the defensive line. So that the fact that it's three meters narrower each side is enormous. Now, how do you counteract that? They've obviously thought, how do we make a great spectacle? Well, there has been suggestions that we'll hold them back 11, 12, 13 metres, which is against the rules because the referees are adjudicated to hold them against 10, not 13. Mm. Um, you know, I think both teams, uh, will, will, all teams rather, will play that power game through the middle and don't be surprised if second phase play actually really plays a part because that's how you do this joint a defensive line. So one, if you can't go round teams, which the Broncos, you know, if you just look at their form last year and even their trial form, have great shape, particularly out of that left-hand side. If they can't go around teams, which you would think uh, without three metres either side, you won't. You'll have to go through them. So um, some really crafty, you know, number nines and bring some players back underneath you to really sort of disjoint that defensive line. Second phase will do that. But, uh, yeah, an intriguing one. Second phase, and you were the king of that, mate, those offloads. But I tell you what I did see in that Broncos-Cowboys game is when Reese Walsh, he got stuck up the middle, didn't he? He and he and Selwyn, mm. he and Tristan Saylor, that, that inside ball, it was almost that Cooper Cronk, Cam Smith, Billy Slater, um, yeah. yeah, up the middle. So is, is that the tactics that we're likely to see in Vegas? Well, I, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, you know, I'd be sort of leaning more towards your power game off, you know, the likes of Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan and the likes, you know, Jensen. And then if, once you've got some ruck speed off the back of that, well, then you sort of all bets are off. You get those quicker guys in and around the ball uh, playing back against some fatigued middle forwards. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting how it's how it is going to unfold because I'm even the kicking game. So you talk about Adam Reynolds, for example, one of the great kickers in the competition. So when they want to hem teams into a corner, they want to keep them in that 10 by 10 box. Well, now that 10 by 10 box that you are so used to yeah. and you kick on you know, every day when you're practicing is now essentially, what is it, uh, 7 by 7, really, or 7 by 10, not a, not a 10 by 10. So uh, that could play a part too.
All right. Well, what and the in goal is going to be smaller as well, which is is not uncommon for those who've toured mm. and played in the UK. I mean, the the, yeah. the in goals there. It's a, but how much of a difference does that make as a as a kicker from someone who used to do kickoffs and maybe even con- conversions? I, I I don't know. Yeah, does, conversions are fine. That's yeah. that's not going to be an issue. It's still you know it's mainly just going to be the kickoff. Yeah. Um, so uh, we might even see some of the new rules. Obviously, with the new rule over the summer that. Um, you can have a short kick off and have a contest for the ball. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, same rule as a dropout. So maybe we start to see that a little bit more. But you can adjust your kick off. Instead of kicking so long, you can kick a bit higher, etc. So I don't think that'll play a huge part. Um, but uh, you know, I, I firmly believe that the you know three meters in either side will play a part for sure. Corey Parker, my guest this morning, he will be a regular voice on this program as of Monday. Cosa will be in with me. We'll be doing things from 9 o'clock. Cannot wait for that, mate. Let, let's dissect what you have written this morning uh, in the Courier-Mail, or, or at least the, the thought pattern that's been written around what you're thinking. Yes. All Queensland teams making finals. And, and it was a it was on the radar. You and I have spoken about this off-air. I think this is a year that it could it could happen. For me, the wild card of the, the Cowboys... They've got to live mm. up to their side of things. Who's the yeah. wild card for you? Who's the one that, that, that may may not make the eight? Who's the one you might, well, most worried about? Well, I, I, well, let's just clear it up. I didn't have a lock on all four teams making. I said <laughs> if there is a, uh, there's an almighty po- you know, possibility that they will. Yeah. And there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, the Broncos, for example, their roster speaks for itself. They played in their grand final last year. Uh, you would expect them to be, uh, you know, if not as good, better than they were. Now, the, the reality for the Broncos, uh, which is what I wrote today, was if they're not prepared to pay that same price that we saw them do week in and week out last year, they just quite simply won't get to a grand final. And that's that's the harsh reality. They've lost four very, very good players out of their squad. Uh, they, there's an international well, you know, centre of the year. You've got a, a, a international front rower. Um, you know, Keenan Palacio, who I thought was uh, you know immense, you know, very, very much underrated player and an origin back rower known winner. So um, someone has to fill that void. So uh, it, my sort of main sort of focus for the Broncos is they got to really nail down on that ability to, to pay that sacrifice and pay the price that what, you know, what got them there. Uh, the good thing for that is they have trained at, a, at a, an intensity that they know. So that, that is one tick. Uh, for the Titans, the Titans have never had an, issue, had an issue for me for scoring points. It's always been their mental fortitude or their inability to be able to defend for long periods of time. So mental toughness and resilience is certainly something that they have been lacking. Throw Des Hasler into the mix, who breeds that um, in every team that he's in. I expect them to be much better. Um, the Dolphins, what we saw last year from the Dolphins, I think they just wowed everyone. Uh, a Wayne Bennett, Christian Wolf coach team, uh, having worked with those guys very closely, um, they just demand uh, you know the ability to compete on every play, and I think we saw that last mm-hmm. year. I think we saw uh, you know majority of the season they were in every game just by competing. Now their depth was tested last year. They have bought some really really handy players over the summer. I expect them to be a lot better. And the Cowboys, as you touched on two years ago, went within a whisker of playing in the grand final. Yeah. They weren't prepared to pay that price that I've just mentioned about the Broncos the following year. And what happened? They didn't make the grand final. So their roster hasn't changed too much in the last two years. And they have a, a great roster, and I expect them to be very, very much um, 
you know, well within, you know, the top four to, you know, sit fifth or sixth throughout the season. They're a great side, and I expect them to bounce back. So, collectively, there is a real big upside for all Queensland sides to potentially make the finals, yeah. Because of what I read out of that, it's all between the years then, right? Well, it, yes and no. Um, I mean, once the, once the foundation and the systems are in place, and I think we've seen the system at the Cowboys work, it did in 2022. Mm. Um, between the years, didn't work in 23. They didn't make the finals. Um, last year, the Broncos played in the grand final. The system works. It's been tried and tested. They, their system will be right. The Titans, I believe, at different stages, they've challenged every side. It just hasn't been for long enough. So that's a between the years thing. That's a resilience thing. That's a you know training habit or the training at a standard that instills that when you get to a game that you know what you're doing. Uh, and for the Dolphins, uh, well, you know, if they can bring that attitude that we saw every week last year um, with a few better players, Herbie Farmworth, you know, Jake Averillo and, and uh, Tommy Flegler and the like. Uh, well, there's no reason why they can't be, you know, competing for a top eight spot. So um, it does play a part between years, but some systems do got to work and stand up under pressure. It's easy to forget too that the, the Dolphins literally had six weeks together, if that. By the time their World Cup yeah. players came back and their, yeah. their big names and, and what they did for the first half of the season, that's probably why you forget that they only had six weeks together. Well, now they've been together for twelve a months. All preseason, yeah. yeah, been with it. For 12 months of full preseason, um, you know, some new players into their mix, some competitions for spots, you know, that cohesion and connection. Yeah, I expect them to be better, absolutely. Outstanding stuff. Mate, uh, what can we sink our teeth into Monday? What, what's been on your radar? Is it rule changes, interpretation? Is it going to Vegas? Is it Smokies for the for the eights or finals? What else has been tweaking your uh, your interest. Yeah, I think after yeah, we can have a little touch on the rule changes. I don't think that's going to play a huge part. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's a sort of a debate between the current players and, and the spectators whether the players like it, the spectators don't, or vice versa. So we'll we'll dive into that. Uh, obviously, we'll touch on the uh, results over the weekend. Mm. Now, it's really hard to get a gauge, particularly on last weekend's games, because some teams were playing their strong side, some teams were playing their kids. Uh, by the end of this weekend, you would have seen every sort of top-line NRL player, and I expect this weekend to be very good. You want to have at least one, you know, one half of football with your top team uh, all having a go. We'll get a good look at the Titans that we just touched on because they had a very inexperienced team uh, in that trial game. We'll have a good look at the Cowboys and see where they're at. Obviously, the Broncos won't be playing because they're over in uh, you know, LA getting ready for that Vegas extravaganza. Uh, so plenty to talk about, Benny. There's always something to talk about in rugby league. Outstanding stuff, mate. We will catch you on Monday. Sounds good. See you then. Corey Parker. Uh, plenty to digest there. If you're a Broncos fan, Titans fan, Dolphins fan, maybe from Cowboys country, what Corey said, do you agree with? Do you feel that your team is ready to make the eight? Or are there still some question marks for you? 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. What Desi does with the Titans or is doing with the Titans, uh, that is going to be the big question for me. If they can just get that defensive mindset right, then they will be rocking and rolling, I reckon, well into September. Uh, 9.53 here on SENQ, your new home of sport. Thanks for making the switch. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ.
it could very well be that. Maybe not destruction, but is AFL coming in and taking over in Rugby League Heartland? A couple of great texts here. This one's from Tim. I grew up in rural Queensland. We had grassroots programs, cricket, AFL, football, soccer. Nothing from Rugby League. It was like they assumed you would play instead of trying to reach out. Tim, I reckon you may have nailed it. Hubris. Hey, just thinking everything's going to be coasting along just fine and they expect you to come and expect you to play. Right now, that expectation is being overtaken by AFL. The AFL Queensland boss straight after this, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Taylor Swift's plane's taken off from Sydney. wonder where she's going. Top five spots Tay-Tay could visit here in Queensland. Keep them coming through. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Four minutes past ten. Thanks for your company. Thanks for making the switch to SENQ, your new home of sport here in Queensland. So many new listeners sending texts, making calls as well, which is fantastic. Uh, This is one of them. Ben, hard to gravitate to a sport you can't see or engage with at a young age. If AFL is going to spend big on this, watch out, especially with the Lions going so good as well. Uh, thank you for the text. No name on it, but uh, I reckon that's right there at the point. We are talking about the AFL invasion into Rugby League Heartland. It's been going on for some time now, but yesterday, in my mind, they've declared war. It, it's the only way I perceive this, when they've just spelt out over the next 10 years, they want to share in every home in this country. And the way they're going to do that is spend and spend big. They've got a billion-dollar war chest. That's right, $1 billion to spend over the next 10 years. Where do they get that money from? Well, their ARL, their ARL, their commission, the AFL commission, slated two years ago, put it in writing, enshrined the fact that 10% of revenue into the game will be going into game development and increase in participation, so growth. What's Rugby League doing? Well, they're, they're, they're suing each other. The Queensland Rugby League and the New South Wales Rugby League have started litigation against the ARL Commission. Patton Hills had Ben Eichen on earlier today. We'll play some of that uh, before midday today just to take you through what's going on there. So so what? So the kids are suing mum and dad, basically, in rugby league. But in AFL, mum and dad are going, here we go, kids. Here's a billion dollars to play with over the next 10 years to grow, to prosper, to make sure there is a sharing in every home in the country. One million dollars. Yeah, see, exactly. One billion, Dr. Evil. How many times do we have to tell you? So, question to you today is, what sports have your kids been exposed to at school? I bet it is AFL, right? Auskick. The bag, the water bottle, the little footy, tickets to the Gabba. Hmm. Uh, But what other sports? Who else is doing it? Who else is doing it right? Who's trying to get a foothold into primary schools? Because to me, that is the front line. That's where it is. That's where it stops. That's where it starts. 
if you don't engage kids at that young age, then something will pick up their interest. And if it's not sport, maybe it's something else. So right there is where you need to win the hearts and minds. You get the kids one over, you get the parents and the grandparents as well, don't you? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, the boss of AFL Queensland coming up very, very shortly. What I need to do is give you some clues for the quiz, which we'll be doing in an hour. As you know, a well, it's dinner or drinks on us at the Waterloo Bay Hotel. Last man standing, if you can answer the 10th question correctly, you will be the winner of that. Dinner or drinks on us, as I said, Waterloo Bay Hotel. They do fantastic stuff out there by the Bayside. Brilliant stuff indeed. They've got the uh, Lulu Club on on a Saturday, which is absolutely outstanding entertainment too. I'll tell you about that as the morning winds on. But what clue, not clue, what answer can I give you? Mm, Let me see. Here we go. Jot this one down. Jamie Chapman. Jamie Chapman. She is one of the answers for the quiz you need coming up at 11. Uh, Also this hour, we're going to head to Ballymore. Liam Wright standing by the former Red skipper. Uh, They kick off their competition this weekend. And I kind of say that with a laugh. It's just like, where did that come from? Super rugby. Wow. But they have been training under the brand-new coach in Les Kiss. What has he brought to the team? What do we expect from the Queensland Reds in the Super Rugby comp uh, this year? Actually, maybe Rugby Union. Do, do they come out to the schools or are they already embedded in GPS schools? Well, well, they're not, are they, really? Rugby league is taking it there. And even then when you have a look at those rugby strongholds, the GPS and the AIC, uh, AFL's making inroads there. My old school, Ipswich Grammar, they're flying with AFL. We know that Padua and Maris Brothers play for the Andrews Cameron Cup. Uh, Harris Andrews, Padua Boy, Charlie Cameron, Morris Boys. Uh, we saw all those Morris Borders at the Gabba. When was that, last year or the year before? Cheering on Charlie? AFL, uh, making inroads. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. So what is AFL going to do with that money here in Queensland? Who better to ask than the boss, the CEO? of AFL Queensland, Trisha Squires. Trisha, a a billion-dollar war chest that you've got and come armed with. What are you going to do with it? Good morning. Oh, hello. Yes, we're very excited. So the AFL obviously announced in 2022 that 10% of our football revenue would be directed into grassroots footy. So by 2033, we forecast that that will be $1 billion into community footy. That's amazing. Can you paint the picture for us now here in Queensland, where where AFL sits in the landscape as far as participation uh, and the money that's being spent on on the sport here uh, in the Sunshine State? Yeah, no worries. So basically, last year we hit 68,000 registered participants and registered participants is people that opt in to our program competition. So we also have a lot of other participants who are in school competitions, etc. So our aim by 2033 is to have 165 registered participants here in Queensland, which will see us to be the third highest AFL state across the country. Geez, that, that's huge for, for, for rugby league heartland, Trish, and you know that all too well. Can, can I just... So, so kids playing at school, that, that, that isn't counted... In the 168,000, as in school competitions? 
No. So basically what we count as a registered participant is our Auskick program up to senior footy where you're registered to play AFL. But if you're playing, say, in a QG SSSA competition, yeah. you're not counted as a registered participant unless you may also play club footy. Right, 68,000. Any any ballpark or any figures of, of how many kids are in schools? And this is what I want to drill down on because I think schools are, are a big part of this of of sport in this state and AFL do it so well. Do, do you know numbers who, that might be playing in schools? We, we'd be estimating, but obviously our like our Q Schools Cup, we have over 700 teams in that. So there's a number oh. of participants that would be in our school competitions, but yeah. they're not registered participants. 700 teams on top of 68,000. All right, schools, I, I think, is the, the battleground. It's almost like the beachhead when it comes to... And, and Trish, I, I'm, I'm calling this an invasion. I'm calling this a, a, a declaration of war because it seems that AFL have the upper hand here. And, and this is not new, Queensland being a, a, a real battleground for for the hearts and minds of kids and, and parents about which sport um, they choose in their family. Yeah, and look, over the last three years, we've obviously seen an extreme um, increase in participation in Queensland off the back of the AFL content here in Queensland in 2020. So we just want to continue to make sure our game is safe, hmm. it's inclusive, it's for everyone, and everyone has a place um, in our game. Whether you're participating you're coaching, you're umpiring, you're volunteering. And we know that it's not just going to be traditional ways of playing AFL, you know, having an 18-week season or whether it's an Auskick program. We also know there'll have to be alternate ways to play. Um, so that's what we're working towards, 165,000 by 2033. And we just want to make sure that we continue to evolve as a code mm. and listen to what's happening out there in the community and how people want to participate in sport and connect into our sporting landscape. All right, on listening, what, what are you hearing? We're hearing that people don't necessarily want to commit to that longer term and training two times a week. Like there's more social options for people that they may want to play. Mm -hmm. So we think that's really important. What we also hear from parents is they do prefer those programs that are based at their school. Like we can run those programs, but parents don't necessarily want to take them from place to place. So that's why we really do double down on running Auskick in schools. But then what we need to do is transition them into their local community club so they can play junior, youth and senior footy. Uh, Trish Squires, my guest this morning, the CEO of AFL Queensland. Trish, right there, as I said, I think it's the, the, the beachhead. It's the, the front line in this war of the codes. Jeez, I'm building it up, aren't I? But, but it's, it's serious stuff. I mean, that transition, do you know how many kids part of that Auskick program do go on and transition? Is there a, can you quantify it? Have you quantified it? Is there a percentage? Yeah, so we look at different percentages. We now have a program that's called Superkick, so that's like a transition into junior footy. Mm -hmm. So in southeast Queensland, our aim is to get 30 35% from our Auskick program into junior footy. But what may happen is that people may not go into junior footy, but they may come back into youth, or they may come back an umpire, or they may come back in senior footy or volunteer at their local footy club or they may attend Brisbane Lions and Gold Coast Suns games. So for us, it's just about opening the door into our football community 
and how people want to participate, become a fan, consume our game, that's really the starting point is through our Outlets Kick program. Trish, I picture you in your office at AFLQ headquarters. You've got a map up of Queensland, maybe even southeast Queensland drilling down. Where, where are the where are the pins? Where are the what's been circled? What areas are you looking to get into and expand? Because as I've already said this morning, one of the pillars for that growth, for that participation, is facilities and environment. And, and I had no idea about this that the AFL is committed to creating, building, redeveloping one oval per week around the nation. It's actually closer to two. So where are those ovals being built? What's on your hit list? What's your targets? Yeah, so with facilities, it's not always necessarily building an oval. It may be the capability of one oval. So say if we can put lights on an oval, then we've got more hours of usage. So what we're looking at is to innovate um, because we know we can't just literally build all those ovals. But it's like, where are there already green space that we could use for, say, our Ozkick program, our junior footy? Or where's there an oval that has no lighting that if we put lights on could give us another 12 hours of usage a week? Mm. So we're looking through that innovation lens around the facilities um, piece. And look, for us, we want all of Queensland to be participating in our game. So we're, we still really focus on those regions of Cairns and Townsville in particular. But for us, here in southeast Queensland, we see there's a real opportunity in southwest Brisbane, so around um, where Brighton Homes Arena is. Mm. We think there's a corridor there where we can continue to grow. Um, Morton Bay is another one. Um, we're really strong in inner Brisbane, um, which we're seeing. We've got actually two of the biggest clubs in Australia um, based in our state, in Cooper and Morningside. So we know that we have wow. some really strong clubs in Queensland. Uh, Trish, how important is it? Because I know there'll be people listening going, well, of course AFL's flying because the Lions have been flying for the last five years. How yes. how, how easy is it? Or how or maybe how difficult was it five years ago, 10 years ago, when, when the Lions weren't budging the needle? Yeah, so absolutely. The Lions and the Suns' success does help us increase participation. So... When we look back in time when the Lions had the three-peat of the men, mm. um, we saw one of the biggest spikes in participation, which we are experiencing now. So we know that that definitely plays a part in it. We've seen the Lions women's in the last couple of years win two flags, um, and the men's obviously got really close last year. And we're now really confident in the Gold Coast Suns. The women's played finals last year and also with one of the best coaches in AFL history, Damien Hardwick, now coaching the men, we're really confident that we'll start to see even more of an increase. Again, it may not always be playing our game, but it's just falling in love with our game, being passionate about AFL, coaching, umpiring, volunteering, whatever that may be. Trish, appreciate your time. Um, the Kick program, and I've said it uh, time and time again, I said it earlier this morning, that almost every household has a bag, a water bottle and a Sharon from their kids going through Auskick. You get into the schools, you get into where they're, well, in, in that, that formative age, that seven, eight, nine, and that grabs hold of their attention and it has to grab hold of their parents' attention too because it's uh, heart and mind stuff and it's, uh, it's where, in my opinion, AFL is leading the way. Appreciate you stepping us through some of those numbers and the, and the strategy behind it. We'll talk soon. Thank you.
Trisha Squires, the AFLQ, AFL Queensland CEO. Uh, anything that resonates with you there from what she mentioned? I just was doing the quick maths. So what, 68,000 registered participants now. That doesn't include those playing at school. 700 teams in the Queensland Schools Cup. So 722 players. Uh, that's another 15,500 on top of that. I'm getting some numbers through from the QRL to get their participation rates just to see where things are standing so we can compare apples and apples. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. You've just heard the areas they're going to be investing in. They have got a full war chest to do it. What's been your experience, especially with kids and, and grandkids at school? What have they been exposed to? Which sports have come to their schools to do the clinics, to do the after-school stuff? Because that's, to me... The front line, the coalface. That's where this war will be won and lost. Get to your thoughts, your texts straight after this. SENQ, your new home of sport here in Queensland. We are doing it today all thanks to Macca's proud sponsors of the Little Legends supporting grassroots sports here in Queensland. 19 minutes past 10. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. All right, yes, he's broken that rule, but I said it was okay today. Taylor Swift on our radio. There we go. She's on our shores too, although the jet that she flew into Sydney on has taken off, according to Flight Tracker and the nerds at, uh, and I say that in the most positive way. Well, that's what they are. They're, 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 they're aerial plane nerds. Like they, they, they track the flight. Anyway, um, yeah, the plane is in the air and it's heading north at last count and at last report. So... Does Tay-Tay and Trav come to Queensland in their daytime, in their downtime? Well, she's got, what, three, four days before the Sydney concerts? So what, what does she do? Does she come to Queensland? Surely she does. I mean, you don't want to be cooped up in Sydney or New South Wales. I mean, really, well, what's he got? Yeah, see, exactly. Uh, so you come to Queensland, don't you? And let's help them out today. This is our top five. The top five things or places that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey could visit here in Queensland. We know which Kardashian is it this year? Is it Courtney? Courtney, there we go, getting nods. Yeah, Courtney. Courtney's here in town already with um, her, Travis. That's his name, isn't it? From Blink-182? Yeah. See, I'm all over this stuff, aren't I? Yeah, so if an international rock star, pop star, is coming to town, where would you send them? Where would you send them? Adam has chimed in. Morning, mate. He said, Yatla Pies <laughs> for Taylor Swift. Boy, I can imagine Travis... Kelsey, just tucking into three or four Yatla Pies. Me think it amazing. You need to get the blocker. You know this too, don't you? You need to get the mushy peas and the and the potato on it. Steak, bacon, cheese, mushy potato. Yeah, how good. Uh, Winston, morning to you. A couple of places, activities for Taylor Swift for the day. The f- Oh, wow. There's a pie theme going here. The Fernvale Bakery. Well, now we've got a pie off. So Yatla or Fernvale? I mean, they're in two different directions. Fernvale Bakery. Uh, what about fishing on Coochie Mudlow? <laughs> fishing on Coochie Mudlow. That's, yeah, maybe not. Uh, Vic Park Putt-Putt. 
she can do my shopping at Mount Ormany. Come on. I was trying to, I mean, look, I mean, we're having a bit of fun, but this is a bit too, I'll scroll down on this text. And what about she could visit Caboolture train station, the next wonder of the world, I'm led to believe. Winston, Winston, Winston. I suppose, hey, I, I opened it up, didn't I? So I'm probably, I'm probably to blame. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. If you want to get involved, they're the nutbits or the digits you need to be part of Queensland's biggest sports quiz. That's coming up at 11. I've already given you one clue. Let me see. Where's another one here? Uh, Aston Villa. You'll need Aston Villa as one of the answers to the quiz. Remember, dinner or drinks on us at, well, maybe lunch, uh, at the Waterloo Bay Hotel, your ultimate venue for celebrations, corporate events and unforgettable memories. Don't take my word for it. WaterlooBayHotel.com.au. Um, oh, now here's a text that's coming in. New caller, which is good, or a new caller, a new listener. No name on it. Head to Cunnamulla and have a camel burger. Really? Another thing. A camel burger. Yeah. I wonder what that tastes like. Kanamala. Camel burger. Thank you for that. Uh, now, Steve has raised a good point. It's nothing to do with Taylor Swift, too. Let's move on from that. Um, although we're putting this list together, our top five for today. Uh, can you let me know how much the AFL has spent on the Gold Coast and GWS over the last decade for little or no response? <laughs> No, thank you, Steve. You don't, don't, you don't. <laughs> you give him an inch, he takes a mile, don't you, Sam? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, look, uh, there are varying reports, and I probably could go through the AFL's, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, general report, annual report, to find out exactly how much money they do put in. And it's no secret. They do prop up the Suns. In fact, they pretty much own the Suns. But I'm going to put it back to you and say this, GWS, no return. They, they made a grand final. What was that, 2019 against Richmond? Yeah. So I would have thought that's a fairly strong return, GWS, and it's created a rivalry with the Swans. We've seen global pitches go around the world. That's what global pitches mean, Ben. Uh, when Buddy Franklin kicked his thousands at the SCG. That's money can't buy. Uh, the Suns, well, Damien Hardwick's there now. Uh, some of the best young talent. So wait to be seen. But they have invested and put, what, a team into the sixth largest city in Australia. And, yeah, it's in Rugby League heartland. They're up against the Titans. And we've seen what's happened with the Titans when – and we know the NRL doesn't pay for teams, prop up teams. They give them the grant, which is basically the salary cap. And we've seen what's happened to the Titans there. On the verge of collapse – had to get private ownership to come in. And they're just now getting to a space where Des Hasler's been brought into the club. Mal Meninga is still there on the books as a senior advisor. They've got a great lineup on paper. When you have a look at that forward pack, I tell you, it rivals any in the competition. Stacked full of rep players. They just need to get their mindset right. And maybe those will be able to, maybe those uh, players will be able to transition to, well, points up the ladder and into finals on the field. But back to the Suns. There's some competition. The fact we're talking about it here, the fact that they go into schools on the Gold Coast, the fact that they are part of Rugby League Heartland and making inroads there, well, I'd say that investment is, well, it's the long game, isn't it? And it's paying off, as we've seen uh, by you. 
and what your kids have been exposed to at school. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Actually, my next guest uh, coming up straight after the news, uh, Liam Wright from the Reds. Uh, I wonder what he was exposed to at school. Obviously, at church he was rugby, but what about primary school? I wonder what sport Liam Wright played. That'll give us a taste of it. Uh, we'll head to Ballymore next, but right now, oh, Slam and Sam, time to cue Bon Jovi. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. As I said, it's in my blood. You know, from day one, I just wanted to put a maroon jersey on. Now I've got a chance to wear a maroon jersey in a different way. Uh, It is the biggest rivalry in the country, I think, isn't it? You know, when the maroon versus the blue, and that's in any form of sport. But, um, yeah, it it goes deep. It goes bone deep without a doubt, and it matters. And, um, you know, if someone comes to your ground, you've got to make make it personal. I know they'll make it personal. For them, it's... It's a, you know, a pre-season they probably felt they could, should have got more out of, so we just expect they're going to come at us. So from our perspective, it's an important that we represent our jersey well, represent our fans well, and, and represent the way that we've prepared in our game well. Um, uh, two, weeks, two weeks ago doesn't really matter. It's, it's about this weekend coming up, and uh, you know we, we need to make sure we're ready. Uh, they will be a tough, tough proposition. Um, but so will we. And there we go. Queensland Reds coach Les Kiss talking about this weekend's battle against the Waratahs. It's bone deep. It is the biggest rivalry in Australian sport. There we go. He's saying all the right things. I've got the hair standing up on the arms too. Brilliant stuff. How can you not be inspired by that? Uh, we know that Suncorp Stadium has been pink for the concert there. Now it is set to turn red Saturday night. And the co-captain from the Queensland Reds, our great mate, Liam Wright, is on the line. Uh, Liam, very good morning to you. Um, Les Kiss, he, he got my he got the hairs on my arms and neck standing up. Is he doing the same with you boys at, uh, at Ballymore? Good morning. Oh, hello, Liam. Are you there? Oh, there we go, and, mate. We, uh, we got you now. Sorry, mate. We missed the start oh, of that. <laughs> Nah, there we go. Morning. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, mate, Les is uh, he's fantastic. He, he can get pretty worked up, especially when it comes down to New South Wales versus Queensland. So um, we sometimes got to cool him off a little bit before the sessions because he gets so up and into it. But um, the players are feeling exactly the same. I think he's right. I think that rivalry goes bone deep and, and we're really looking forward to getting back to Suncorp this week and, and having a crack at them. Outstanding. It all starts. Now, what's what's he like as a coach? What's he brought? What What's what's uh, what's the feeling under the Les Kiss regime? He's brought a great vision, Benny. That's, that's the main thing we've noticed. Uh, he knows exactly how he wants to play. It's an expansive style, and I think it actually suits a lot of the players that we've got. Uh, he's he's pretty straightforward. He's a great man. That's, that's a really important thing as well. And uh, I think the really good thing is he said he's brought a whole host of quality coaches with him who are just working with us day in, day out. We've had a long preseason now of, of um, just trying to nail the basics and, and add to our game. Uh, mate, the, the Waratahs you mentioned about two weeks ago, that was in a preseason trial. You head out to Roma and, and, and uh, have a, a great festival of rugby there. Uh, you're able to put four on them in the first half, four tries, that is. Um, he said two weeks ago doesn't count. 
does it in, in your mind? Did you get a good look at him? Look, we did, yeah. We got a good look at him, but it absolutely doesn't count. <laughs> we don't want to be the guys who win a trial match and and, and then uh, don't show up for round one. So, I mean, it was it was nice. It was it was good for us to see some combinations come together and things like that. Uh, it was great to get out into the community. We love going out to the Queensland country and to Roma, and it was an awesome festival of rugby by Santos again. But yeah, it doesn't really count for much, if anything, come come Saturday. So we've got to show up again, and we've been working pretty hard in these past two weeks to try and make sure that we can. Now, mate, tell me about some of your new teammates. There's, there's a nice international flavour at the Reds or at Ballymore this season, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, we've we've got a big Cormac, the Irish fella. So a um, bit hard to understand at first, but we're we're getting used to him, and he's he's a funny guy, he's a good man, and he's a he's a hard worker and. Um, you know, then we've got two New Zealand props as well. We've got Alex Hodgman and Jeff Tamunga Allen, who both just great guys. They uh, they bring a wealth of knowledge and experience, and and are more than willing to sort of speak up when they need to and and uh, teach us. So it's good to learn from 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 the players as well, and um, just adding that extra little bit of experience and that depth to our front row stocks, which is uh, yeah just a massive plus for our squad. Oh, outstanding. I know that James O'Connor uh, has uh, pinged a hammy. He's a, he's a couple of weeks. He's going to miss the first few rounds, isn't he? Is that How much has that um, uh, disrupted the squad or is it still business as usual? Oh, it's business as usual, Benny. It's a, it's a shame. Rabs was having one of his best pre-seasons. I think he, you know, he'd come back from his ankle and, and finally had, uh, and his knee, sorry, as well, and mm. was just moving really well and, that potentially might have been the reason his hammy went. You know, he's he's finally he's looking fast again, and he was feeling really good. So um, that's a shame, but he'll be back in in no time at all. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got a race of three. Really, we've got Lawson, Harry, and and Tommy Liner as well, all pushing for their spots, and um, all deserve it of it, really. So it's um, unfortunate we probably can't fit all of them in, but uh, I think whoever gets the job will will do it well, and and. They've all had their merits and had a really good preseason and are pushing each other hard. Uh, Liam Wright, my guest this morning, the Reds and Waratahs, one of the oldest rivalries in Australian sport, Queensland, New South Wales, and it kicks off the Les Kiss era uh, for the Reds for Queensland rugby this Saturday night uh, at uh, Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Liam, it's been a... It's been an interesting off-season for, for rugby, hasn't it, with the World Cup and Eddie Jones and we see the strife that the Rebels are in. Um, does that uh, does that add an extra layer of responsibility on Queensland? And we know if Queensland rugby's healthy, then, then rugby has a fighting chance. Does it add an extra layer of responsibility on, onto the shoulders of, of your team? Uh, mate, we definitely... We've spoken about... Uh, and Les has spoken quite a lot about us doing our role in Australian rugby to make things really good again, you know, to try and push the case for rugby, to make an exciting game, to bring fans back to Suncorp and get everyone participating in in positive talk about rugby union in Australia. Um, Yeah, I think we saw with the World Cup, you know, despite probably the Wallabies not doing as well as we'd hoped, that the game's in a pretty good global, um, doing well globally. Like, there was a great performance from just rugby in general and a great showcase for it but yeah here in Queensland we're definitely trying to make our mark we're trying to do what we can to to play enterprising footy I think that's something Les has been really big on uh, and play exciting footy that gets the fans back to Suncorp and back cheering for for our Maroon jerseys so um, I don't think it's a added responsibility or pressure but it's something we endeavour to do when we put on that jersey and um, 
you know, all the players are going to give it their best and, and that's pretty much what there is to being a Queenslander, I guess. Yeah, and at this level too, uh, Queensland Rugby, we know one of their charters is to create wallabies. You've been part of that system wearing uh, the gold in the past. We, we know now that there's a, well, there's a new wallabies coach and Joe Smith hasn't really, well, it doesn't start effectively till March 1. We've got Peter Horn as the new high performance manager of Australian Rugby and it was all going to filter down through them. Have you have you seen that change? Is it something that has been spoken about and, and something you can see physically that has has been adapted? Well, I think the thing is that it's it's good news in rugby, which is what we want. You know, after after an off-season where not everything was all rosy, I think it's great to see some good appointments there with um, with Peter Horn and, and Joe Schmidt. So that's really the start of hopefully a foundation of, of just good news for rugby. And um, I think if the Aussie teams can put in a good showing this year, and, you know, especially up here in Queensland, that's what we're trying to do, um, then we can roll on from that, get some momentum. And then there's a really exciting few years coming ahead in Aussie rugby, which um, I think just gives us a real platform to try and just grow the game and, and just keep it bouncing from, uh, from strength to strength. Cause I know the guys in Queensland here, we love our rugby, you know, the club club system is strong and uh, yeah, we're really trying to get that momentum going back up to the Wallabies and then also back down through club and community footy. Has that started as, as a Peter Horn or a Joe Smith? Have they, have they, spoken to the, the team the the players do you have you seen them yet or heard from them uh no not personally no we they haven't uh been down close yet but um you know tady was at that uh that super rugby launch in auckland and, and joe made his way down there to talk to all the, the fellows there which was a really you know a good thing to do he hasn't he hasn't started his work yet officially but yeah. he's he's uh in business as usual by the sounds of it so um you know i think once once he's officially on the on the tools, then I think hopefully he'll get around to all the teams. I think he was out there in Roma as well. Uh, I think Timmy Horan was interviewing him before the game. So uh, he's definitely checking out the footy and doing some work behind the scenes. And I think, uh, yeah, once he's on on the go, then, uh, yeah, we'll hear a lot more from them. Have you reached out to Big Nella yet? Daniela, we know that he's left Queensland. Uh, Melbourne looking fairly shaky after this season. Have you said, big fella, come home. There's a spot for you. <laughs> yeah, talking to of our old Queensland mates, you know, we got we got Lippo, we got Lucan, we got Nello, we got Murphy. There's a there's yeah. a lot of guys down there, even more Tawana, things like that. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll um, we'll hopefully, uh, you know, I hope things work out for them. It's it's yeah. a tough situation for them to be in, and and when things like that, this is their livelihood and their job, and and also their passion, I think. So, um, you know, it's not the way we want to see it go down, but um, they're still good mates of ours, and you know, I think we would always. Welcome, welcome them trying to come home. Uh, but you know, at the moment we're we're focused on the Tars this week. We're looking forward to getting to Suncorp, and then we'll see them down the track this year. But um, yeah, the the relationships there are still good, and and we hope everything works out well for them. Outstanding stuff, mate. I mentioned a little bit earlier in the program that the the Reds to Regions program and and that festival of rugby you had out at Roma. You, you're doing good things in the community. You're getting out and and seeing those who who normally don't get exposed to uh, athletes uh, at your level. And the wider discussion I'm having today is around AFL and their commitment to the growth of the game, not only in Queensland but around the country. But Queensland's a is a, is a and so is New South Wales. It's on their hit list, and they've got a massive war chest to to, to come at it with. Primary schools for me 
uh, the coalface, the, the front line of the battle, whatever you want to call it. When, when you were at school, primary school, that is, because we know you're a product of churchy, but primary school, who, who came to your schools? Were there clinics? Were there What sports were you exposed to? Uh, yeah, look, I think primary school is just about throwing your hand at everything. You know, I, I played, played a bit of cricket, found out I wasn't much good at that. I was uh, not much of a batter and my bowling either went into the ribs or over their heads. So I couldn't find a middle ground there. Um, loved my basketball as well, but, but rugby is, is where the passion was. And, um, you know, it was great to get it at primary schools. But honestly, I think the, the community part of the game is where you got it. My, my first game was through club footy for... Um, St. Ives down there in Sydney um, and then the whole thing about school was that you just get another game so it was brilliant so I think it's really important that it continues in primary schools there where you can uh, you know play games on a Saturday and then play for your club on Sunday and, and I think you really get teachers and things involved that are passionate about the game and really want to give back yeah. uh, but I, I do believe at that age and, and I think you see as you Go up, grow up as well and get older and past school it's the community game that's really important so finding the right balance between those two and and i'm sure that's what peter horn and, and those guys are doing up there now as well is trying to bridge the school and the community game and uh mm. hopefully that'll keep people in rugby a bit longer and and then show them the chance that what our great game gives Liam, outstanding stuff as always, mate. We wish you all the best against the Tars this weekend. I'm glad you're flying the Queensland flag. Now, Liam Wright, co-captain of the Reds. We're seven away from 11. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. US forces give the nod. Oh, yeah, that covers all types of themes this morning, doesn't it? US Forces, the NRL heading to Vegas, but also the AFL-NRL battle for our hearts and minds at war. Uh, Look, some breaking news. Katerina Carroll, the Police Commissioner of Queensland, has just stood down. Her last day will be March 1. Uh, That is breaking news and does affect us all. Law and order, of course, in our state is uh, high on the agenda. Vanessa will have more on that, so maybe it's Amy uh, with the news. I can't see in the newsroom right now. Oh, hang on. Quiz question. Uh, which Broncos forward is tipped to replace Kurt Capewell as lock, or, or actually not lock, back row this season, scored a first half double against the Cowboys in Mackay. He's under an injury cloud for Vegas. I need his name. The Broncos forward, first half double against the Cowboys in Mackay, 13-13-55. That's your getting question for the quiz. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five, oh four, six, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. There, the digits you need. We'll hear from Ben Iken very, very shortly. Um, Vossi's jumped on Twitter to answer our poll. We have put a poll right up there now. Is rugby league in danger here in Queensland? Yes, no. It's pretty simple stuff. Uh, Vossi jumped on and answered this. So he said, "Hey Ben, really enjoying the conversation, but I do feel the Code Wars chat is overblown." 
Maybe you should hold back on fortunate son, though. He said, look, having moved from Sydney in 2022, code wards are real there. Your average Eels or Bulldogs fan doesn't give a stuff about the Swans. It's a completely different vibe here, though. I've lost count the number of people who I know are happy to watch both the Broncos and the Lions every week and love both sports. There is room for both our great games in this city and state. Hey, Vossi, thank you. Thank you for the contribution. Um, right, right now there is. Well, 100% there is. And, and, yes, we've got the fastest growing population in, in the country. So that population is going to grow and there's going to be even more room. But where's the investment? I, I just feel I just feel rugby league, there's a hubris. There's a, 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 a state of like, well, this is Brisbane. This is Queensland. You're going to play rugby league, right? Like it's just a given. But they've now got competition and real serious competition. A billion dollars over the next 10 years is going to be invested across the country into AFL. But they have singled out New South Wales and Queensland, the non-traditional states. They're going to get an increase in funding and they're going to develop the game and they've, they've got all their strategy pointed out, schools on the hit list, which they already are. They're going to develop grounds, ovals, not, not rectangles, ovals. They're doing it now at almost two a week. Two ovals a week around the country are being either built or upgraded. Could be having lights put in just to get more people playing AFL. Their, their goal to have a Sharon in every single home in this country in the, the next, well, 10 years. ARL, NRL, Rugby League, what are they doing? Well, right now there's a lot of infighting. Uh, ben Iken, the CEO of the Queensland Rugby League, was on the program earlier, on, sorry, the station earlier, with, with Patton Heels. He's got a fair bit on his plate, especially with the ARL Commission. Um, look, we're headed to court, and that was over uh, last year's uh, budget approval process, and it hasn't got much better this year. And the scary thing for us is, while we're seemingly not being able to talk sense into our national governing body about what needs to happen you know, at the grassroots level, the other sports are mobilising at a rate of knots, the AFL in particular, um, is pronouncing from Melbourne that they're going to be the number one game in Queensland in 10 years. And the only way they're going to be able to do it is with a, an aligned approach with the people who work in Queensland and a whole lot of cash. Mm. And, um, you know, if we're not careful, uh, if we don't kind of take advantage of the popularity of our sport, then they will catch us, respect what we've created in Queensland and invest in it. Because yeah. at the moment, you know, what we're asking for is $10 million in total to spread across those 15 clubs. Mm. $10 million in total, right? They each run six teams. That's all. Whereas you go into an NRL club, $17 million each, plus another couple of million if you run an NRLW side. We're asking for $10 million for 15 clubs. Mm. I just yeah. don't understand the logic behind rejecting that. Yeah, Ben Eichen, he was fired up this morning, as you can see. And, and he's, you know, he's using mobilising. He's using uh, words that, you know, yeah, may, maybe putting a bit of mayo on, on the wall. But, I mean, this is an invasion. And they've backed it up. This is their strategy. This is their game plan. This is what they're doing. And they're making no qualms about it. So at Rugby League headquarters here in this state, they've got a bit on their plate and, and trying to grow the game. Well, they can't even do that without the money that they need to run the game let alone grow it. 
Um, strategy. What strategy is there? Um, again, Ben Iken fired up this morning with Patton Heels. I feel like we're under resourced, you know, while other games are clearly realised that the battles, you know, on the ground to win the hearts and minds of the mums and dads and the little boys and girls, you know. The AFL are planning and spending today to shore up their future for the next 50 years. You know, we can't seem to get around the table with our decision makers and hatch a joint plan. It's really alarming. And, you know, in this latest round of uh, budget approvals, like this is how scary it gets. We're having things rejected in writing on the basis that they don't align with the NRL's participation growth strategy. Now, silly old me thought, well, hang on, I haven't seen this document. Maybe they're making some sense or they've got some ideas. So you ring and request the document only to be told it doesn't exist. (laughs) Jesus, really? It's embarrassing. Uh, It's almost leaves you speechless, doesn't it? I mean, this is Ben Iken, the man in charge of rugby league in this state the heartland of rugby league, the home of Wally Lewis and the Broncos, the, the, the birthplace of state of origin. And that's the answers he's getting from HQ. The answers the AFL are getting from their headquarters is, here's the best part of $100 million a year. Sp- spread across the country, yeah, but look, t- you say a third of that. He's One to- million dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, see, exactly. One billion dollars over ten years, a hundred million dollars a year, and say a third of that is spent in New South Wales and Queensland, just on development and growth. Because that—that's what we're talking about here. Sadly, the rugby league is fighting about actually just funding the competitions that they have in play now. Uh, ben, I can calling it as it is. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five, oh four, six, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Again. How do you react to that? Well, I come back to what you can and see at your place. The schools, primary school. That's where this battle is being started. It's where it's being won. It's where it's being lost. What are your kids being exposed to at primary school as far as sport? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. News coming up in just a moment. Do you reckon you know more about footy than your mates? Good. Time to put your money where your mouth is. Put your talent to good use by playing SEN's NRL Tipping this year. 2024 SEN NRL Tipping. Your chance to share in over 12 grand's worth of cash and prizes, including, how good is this, the ultimate NRL Grand Final experience, and it's powered by Ream. You can even start your own private league, play against your mates. Sign up at nrltipping.sen.com.au and get tipping today. Ream, steady, hot and strong. Just a bit like your NRL tipping, right? Yeah, 13 13 55 time for a news hit. Thanks for your company this morning. Greg Norman, the Shark, he's teed off at golf and its ranking systems. Uh, Who would have seen this coming? Cameron Smith has fallen to world number 44. And we know that the Olympics and qualifying for that means that you need to be the highest ranked golfer, or at least the two highest ranked golfers in your country. Now, Cam Smith is in danger of not being at the Olympics. And you've got to remember when, when he started Live Golf, he was world number two. 
And now because Live Golf doesn't earn any rankings points, he slipped down to 44. He's still playing. Don't know where his ranking would be if he was on the tour, but Struth, you'd have to think it'd be in the top 10. 44, putting his Olympic dream at jeopardy. Uh, and Greg Norman, as you would expect, uh, has teed off. I'm going to take you to Uzbekistan very shortly. We'll hear from Claire Pokinghorn. I know we just got a taste of her in the news, but I want to expand on that. Before I do, uh, South Sydney have just touched down in the U.S. ahead of their Vegas trip. So they've got a head start on everyone else. The Broncos fly out on Thursday. Uh, Latrell Mitchell made the flight. If you're watching the All-Stars the other night, you saw him come off. Uh, he had a well, knock to his knee, but he did come on to play in the second half. The coach, Jason Demetrio, spoke about Latrell and his fitness before they took off yesterday. Well, once he bounced up, yeah, he's generally can read Latrell's body language, you know, when he's hurt himself seriously. So, yeah, really happy. He was pr- probably more nervous when he went back on than I was when he came off. Yeah, no, fair point. Exactly. It's, this is, I reckon this is one of the most nerve-wracking times of the year for coaches, uh, just making sure their players get enough game time under their belt that they're ready for round one, but also not to do any damage, not to do any injuries. Um, still waiting to see if Brendan Piakura is on the flight to uh, the States. They reckon uh, the next uh, 24 hours, well, this was yesterday, after he was diagnosed with a medial ligament strain on his knee. Uh, whether or not uh, he is fit enough to uh, head to the States and take on the Roosters. That was on the back of that uh, trial against the Cowboys uh, in Mackay. Right, this weekend, Olympic qualification starts for the Matildas. They play two games, one in Uzbekistan, a cash tent, a cash tent. Wow, how good am I going? Uh, And then they're back here at Marvel Stadium four days later. So on the other side of the planet, uh, then they back up uh, playing the home match Marvel Stadium on the 28th of Feb. Uh, Claire Polkinghorne, former Brisbane Raw defender. She is now applying a trade in Sweden. Uh, She's back inside uh, the Matildas camp, as we just heard in the news. And you know what? They're still basking in that glory. They're still feeling the warm glow of support since the World Cup. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it just brings a smile to my face even when you say it. It's um, yeah, something that I know this group is really, really proud of and um, you know, there, there's nothing like playing at home and to get the, the support from our home fans is something that um, we, really, uh, we really love and we don't take for granted and we, yeah, we just really appreciate how much support we have gotten. Yeah, exactly. That support, it's going to be huge for the Matildas. When they come back here to Melbourne, uh, they've first got to get across the the line in Uzbekistan. Uh, And they're going to have to do it, as we know, without Sam Kerr. Yeah, obviously you you can't replace the Sam Kerr um, on on and off the pitch. She's a a leader for our group and a really important part of this team. And um, you know she, she's going to be a big loss for us, but um, you know we, we've saw at the World Cup that we do have a number of different options um, that we can can use, and then uh, we got a few new players coming in as well. Well, new and old players coming in. Um, so it's yeah, it's going to be really exciting to to see how they um, relish the opportunity and, and fit back into the group. And yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of players that that can can step up and um, fill that role. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Claire Polkinghorne there from the Matildas camp uh, in Uzbekistan. 11.38, we're going to take a quick break. We'll get back to your calls. Mike, thank you for chiming in. We will hear what you have to say very shortly uh, and then what we have learnt today. 
Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. there room for NRL and AFL in this state? Of course there is in this city. Will I be at war? Well, actually, is it an unfair war right now? AFL armed to the teeth. Big, big cash reserves. And the NRL or Rugby League, they're infighting over who's getting the money out of HQ. 131355 0467736736. Just on the text line, Winston, isn't a cash tent what Ben Davis goes camping in? Hey, wants to slip of the tongue and you get picked up. Winston, that's very good from you. Good areas. Hey, great. Cash tent instead of cash. T- Actually, I can't even say it now. Tash can't. Exactly. Um, Mike, help me out of a hole here. Good morning to you. What's on your mind? Yeah, good day, mate. Um, I think uh, Scotty Drinkwater might be looking at Cam Smith's demise and, and he's uh, missed out on the initial squad of 36 in the state of origin. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know whether you saw yeah. that one. No, I did. And there was a few, yeah. a few that missed out on there too. But, gee, but aren't they blessed for fullbacks? I mean, Scott Drinkwater uh, makes a uh, mad difference with the Cowboys. And, yeah, but if there weren't people like, yeah. well, who was there? Teddy, Turbo, uh, Gutherson, uh, Edwards. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, you probably think you'd, yeah. you'd get a start. But he's a good utility. He can play in the halves um, too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the idea last year when they picked him in the 18, probably should have been in the start on team, was that uh, after the first two games, uh, Queensland had scored 11 and New South Wales had scored four. So um not quite sure what Madge is thinking is there. He'll do exactly the same to all opposition teams this year. I'm kind of stoked as a Cowboys supporter. I mean, I was about to say, yeah. Game that he, yeah, you would be. One less Could game. That, yeah, and also he's there for you um, playing week in and week out if he's not into Madge's calculations. Um, I know Billy Slater has said oh, well. I know Billy Slater said that form over the next 12 weeks, uh, that's all that really counts as far as Origin's concerned, which when I first heard that, I thought, oh, Strew, hang on, Billy, pick and stick, right? Pick and stick. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Mike, thank you. Appreciate your input to the show. Time to do this. There's a bear in there and a chair as well. There are people with games and stories to tell. Open wide, come inside. It's place. All right, time to find out what we have learnt today. Yes, we know the AFL is coming armed to the teeth. They have a billion dollar war chest to grow the game and. Yes, Queensland is one of their major targets. What is the state of play with AFL in Queensland right now? It's something I asked the AFL Queensland Chief Executive, Tricia Squires. Basically, last year we hit 68,000 registered participants and registered participants is people that opt in to our program competition. So we also have a lot of other participants who are in school competitions, etc. So our aim by 2033 is to have 165 registered participants here in Queensland, which will see us to be the third highest AFL state across the country. 
Just that that's huge for, for for rugby league heartland Trish, and you know that all too well. Can, can I just so so kids playing at school that 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 isn't counted in the one hundred sixty eight thousand as in school competitions. No, so basically what we count as a registered participant is our OzKick program up to senior footy where you're registered to play AFL. But if you're playing, say, in a QG SSSA competition, yeah. you're not counted as a registered participant unless you may also play club footy. Right. All right, uh, Trisha Squires, and she went on to say, what, 700 teams in Queensland school competitions, so 700, rough maths, it's about an extra 15,500 participants. Uh, what about what about the Western Corridor? That is such a big place, open and up for grabs. Is that an area where they'll be targeting? We want all of Queensland to be participating in our game, so we're, we still really focus on those regions of Cairns and Townsville in particular. But for us here in southeast Queensland, we see there's a real opportunity in southwest Brisbane, so around um, where Brighton Homes Arena is. Mm. We think there's a corridor there where we can continue to grow. Um, Morton Bay is another one. Um, we're really strong in inner Brisbane, um, which we're seeing. We've got actually two of the biggest clubs in Australia um, based in our state, in Cooper and Morningside. So we know that we have wow. some really strong clubs in Queensland. All right, so that's where the AFL stands right now and over the next 10 years, that cash injection is coming. So Western Corridor, we, we know how important that is. We know it's a massive growth area. What about Rugby League? Um, the QRL, uh, are, are they looking to invest in that area? Is that a, uh, is that an issue or is that on their radar? This has been Ike and the CEO. To be fair, even though we haven't got an NRL team in Ipswich, and Toowoomba, you know, so sort of Western Brisbane, uh, Southwest Queensland. That's why we fought for funding for the Western Clydesdale. Yes. To have a sub-league yeah. rugby league, a statewide club, you know, so that there was a, an academy or a pathway for players and coaches and, and match officials and administrators in that area. But they put in writing last year to us that they did not approve participation of the Western Clydesdales in our competition, nor did they see any benefit to the whole of game for the Clydesdales' existence. Mm. Well, who who says that? Let yeah, alone on the Darling Downs, please. It's been one of the strongholds. Yeah, and I mean the road from to, uh, Ipswich to Wombo is called Darren Lockyer Way. You can almost see the frustration in Ben Iken's voice, can't you? He knows. He knows how valuable it is, and uh, yet they are just struggling for money and getting the funding from headquarters to to fund. The competitions that are up and running at the moment. Uh, doing it this morning, all thanks to Maccas. That's right. The proud sponsors of Little Legends supporting grassroots sport in Queensland. The other big thing we spoke about this morning, Vegas and size matters because we know that the field at Allegiant Stadium is narrower. That's right. It's about six metres narrower than normal NRL fields. Um, is that going to impact the style of play? Uh, our league expert, Corey Parker, thinks so. Absolutely, it does, um, and all and always. Um, I think um, you know when when you peel the layers back on what you just sort of mentioned there, three meters either side. Now, when when you, the defensive line is set, you are at around a spacing of about three to four meters between player to player. So essentially, that's a player. So um, normally, without boring the listeners, normally a winger will sort of stand two to three meters back off the defensive line. So that the fact that it's three meters narrower each side 
is enormous. Now, how do you counteract that? They've obviously thought, how do we make a great spectacle? Well, there has been suggestions that we'll hold them back 11, 12, 13 metres, which is against the rules because the referees are adjudicated to hold them against 10, not 13. Mm. Um, you know, I think both teams, uh, will, will, all teams rather, will play that power game through the middle and don't be surprised if second phase play actually really plays a part because that's how you do this joint at the fancy line. So one, if you can't, go round teams, which the Broncos, you know, if you just look at their form last year and even their trial form, have great shape, particularly out of that left-hand side. If they can't go round teams, which you would think uh, without three metres either side, you won't. You'll have to go through them. So um, some really crafty, you know, number nines and bring some players back underneath you to really sort of disjoint that defensive line. Second phase will do that. But uh, an intriguing one. There we go. Third word, according to Corey Parker, how it'll play out in Vegas. And the big news is Corey Parker joining us every week uh, starting Monday. That's right. We're expanding. Corey Parker will be part of the team uh, every Monday. The means test going through the weekend's results, the biggest talking points, uh, talking to the Broncos leading point scorer, 350 games uh, under his belt, origins, scram finals, played for Australia, uh, an expert in the field. So, Cosa joining us here on SEN as of next Monday from 9. Right now, 11.52, knocking on the door of 30 degrees, a few showers around there, possibly even thunderstorms later today. Uh, thanks for making the switch. SENQ, 6.93 a.m. Your Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Very hard to gravitate to a sport you can't see or engage with at a young age. If AFL is going to spend big on this, watch out rugby league, especially with the lines going so good. It's one of the texts that have summed up the day. That's right, the invasion into rugby league heartland. This is nothing new, but the AFL have declared their hand. They put it out yesterday. A billion dollars worth of spending around the country over the next 10 years to make sure there is a footy in every home in this country. When I say footy, I mean Sharon. Uh, almost done for today. Tomorrow, big show lined up. Kieran Foran will be touching base with uh, the Titans uh, camp. Uh, what has Dez done to transform this team? He didn't play in the trial over the weekend, but I tell you what, the young Titans that did, geez, they look good. It's all about defending and stopping points. They've got plenty of points in them. It's stopping them. So we'll get the inside uh, word from Kieran Foran tomorrow. Uh, putting a call out to Mick DeVere. Uh, his life now, and has been for some time, is a development officer at the Broncos. So here's a bloke who can tell us exactly what's happening inside the schools uh, as far as development of the game of rugby league in Queensland. Uh, Brisbane Lions season launched tonight as well. I'm going to venture down there and uh, have a chat to one of the players. So a big show lined up tomorrow. Uh, until then, thank you for your company, and remember, good luck. Good hunting.